part two chapter six section three of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part two chapter six fyodor stepanovitch is busy section three what sort of worries surely not these trifles he nodded towards the manifesto i can bring you as many of them as you like i made their acquaintance in x province you mean at the time you were staying there of course it was not in my absence i remember there was a hatchet printed at the top of it allow me he took up the manifesto yes there's the hatchet here too that's it the very same yes here's a hatchet you see a hatchet well is it the hatchet that scares you no it's not and i am not scared but this business it is a business there are circumstances what sort that has come from the factory <laughs> but do you know at that factory the workpeople will soon be writing manifestos for themselves what do you mean von lemke stared at him severely what i say you've only to look at them you are too soft andrey antonovitch you write novels but this has to be handled in the good old way what do you mean by the good old way what do you mean by advising me the factory has been cleaned i gave the order and they've cleaned it and the workmen are in rebellion they ought to be flogged every one of them that would be the end of it in rebellion that's nonsense i gave the order and they've cleaned it ah you are soft andrey antonovitch in the first place i am not so soft as you think and in the second place von lemke was piqued again he had exerted himself to keep up the conversation with the young man from curiosity wondering if he would tell him anything new ha ha an old acquaintance again pyotr stepanovitch interrupted pouncing on another document that lay under a paperweight something like a manifesto obviously printed abroad and in verse oh come i know this one by heart a noble personality let me have a look at it yes a noble personality it is i made acquaintance with that personality abroad where did you unearth it you say you've seen it abroad von lemke said eagerly i should think so four months ago or maybe five you seem to have seen a great deal abroad von lemke looked at him subtly pyotr stepanovitch not heeding him unfolded the document and read the poem aloud a noble personality he was not of rank exalted he was not of noble birth he was bred among the people in the breast of mother earth but the malice of the nobles and the czar's revengeful wrath drove him forth to grief and torture on the martyr's chosen path he set out to teach the people freedom love equality to exhort them to resistance but to flee the penalty of the prison whip and gallows to a foreign land he went while the people waited hoping from smolensk to far tashkent waited eager for his coming to rebel against their fate to arouse and crush the tsardom and the nobles vicious hate to share all the wealth in common and the antiquated thrall of the church the home and marriage to abolish once for all you got that from that officer i suppose eh asked pyotr stepanovitch why do you know that officer then too i should think so i had a gay time with him there for two days he was bound to go out of his mind perhaps he did not go out of his mind you think he didn't because he began to bite but excuse me if you saw those verses abroad and then it appears at that officer's what puzzling is it you are putting me through an examination andrey antonovitch i see you see he began suddenly with extraordinary dignity 
as to what i saw abroad i have already given explanations and my explanations were found satisfactory otherwise i should not have been gratifying this town with my presence i consider that the question as regards me has been settled and i am not obliged to give any further account of myself not because i am an informer but because i could not help acting as i did the people who wrote to yulia mihailovna about me knew what they were talking about and they said i was an honest man but that's neither here nor there i've come to see you about a serious matter and it's as well you've sent your chimney-sweep away it's a matter of importance to me andrey antonovitch i shall have a very great favour to ask of you a favour hm by all means i am waiting and i confess with curiosity and i must add pyotr stepanovitch that you surprise me not a little von lemke was in some agitation pyotr stepanovitch crossed his legs in petersburg he began i talked freely of most things but there were things this for instance he tapped the noble personality with his finger about which i held my tongue in the first place because it wasn't worth talking about and secondly because i only answered questions i don't care to put myself forward in such matters in that i see the distinction between a rogue and an honest man forced by circumstances well in short we'll dismiss that but now now that these fools now that this has come to the surface and is in your hands and i see that you'll find out all about it for you are a man with eyes and one can't tell beforehand what you'll do and these fools are still going on i i well the fact is i've come to ask you to save one man a fool too most likely mad for the sake of his youth his misfortunes in the name of your humanity you can't be so humane only in the novels you manufacture he said breaking off with coarse sarcasm and impatience in fact he was seen to be a straightforward man awkward and impolitic from excess of humane feeling and perhaps from excessive sensitiveness above all a man of limited intelligence as von lemke saw at once with extraordinary subtlety he had indeed long suspected it especially when during the previous week he had sitting alone in his study at night secretly cursed him with all his heart for the inexplicable way in which he had gained yulia mihailovna's good graces for whom are you interceding and what does all this mean he inquired majestically trying to conceal his curiosity it's it's oh, damn it it's not my fault that i trust you is it my fault that i look upon you as a most honourable and above all a sensible man capable that is of understanding damn the poor fellow evidently could not master his emotion you must understand at last he went on you must understand that in pronouncing his name i am betraying him to you i am betraying him am i not i am am i not but how am i to guess if you don't make up your mind to speak out that's just it you always cut the ground from under one's feet with your logic damn it well here goes this noble personality this student is shatov that's all shatov how do you mean it's shatov shatov is the student who is mentioned in this he lives here he was once a serf the man who gave that slap i know i know lemka screwed up his eyes but excuse me what is he accused of precisely and above all what is your petition i beg you to save him do you understand i used to know him eight years ago i might almost say i was his friend cried pyotr stepanovitch completely carried away but i am not bound to give you an account of my past life he added with a gesture of dismissal 
all this is of no consequence it's the case of three men and a half and with those that are abroad you can't make up a dozen but what i am building upon is your humanity and your intelligence you will understand and you will put the matter in its true light as the foolish dream of a man driven crazy by misfortunes by continued misfortunes and not as some impossible political plot or god knows what he was almost gasping for breath hm i see that he is responsible for the manifestos with the axe lemke concluded almost majestically excuse me though if he were the only person concerned how could he have distributed it both here and in other districts and in the x province and above all where did he get them but i tell you that at the utmost there are not more than five people in it a dozen perhaps how can i tell you don't know how should i know damn it all well you knew that shatov was one of the conspirators ah pyotr stepanovitch waved his hand as though to keep off the overwhelming penetration of the inquirer well listen i'll tell you the whole truth of the manifestos i know nothing that is absolutely nothing damn it all don't you know what nothing means that sub-lieutenant to be sure and somebody else and someone else here and shatov perhaps and someone else too well that's the lot of them a wretched lot but i've come to intercede for shatov he must be saved for this poem is his his own composition and it was through him it was published abroad that i know for a fact but of the manifestos i really know nothing if the poem is his work no doubt the manifestos are too but what data have you for suspecting mr shatov pyotr stepanovitch with the air of a man driven out of all patience pulled a pocket-book out of his pocket and took a note out of it here are the facts he cried flinging it on the table lemke unfolded it it turned out to be a note written six months before from here to some address abroad it was a brief note only two lines i can't print a noble personality here and in fact i can do nothing print it abroad lemke looked intently at pyotr stepanovitch varvara petrovna had been right in saying that he had at times the expression of a sheep you see it's like this pyotr stepanovitch burst out he wrote this poem here six months ago but he couldn't get it printed here in a secret printing press and so he asked to have it printed abroad that seems clear yes that's clear but to whom did he write that's not clear yet lemka observed with the most subtle irony why kirillov of course the letter was written to kirillov abroad surely you knew that what's so annoying is that perhaps you are only putting it on before me and most likely you knew all about this poem and everything long ago how did it come to be on your table it found its way there somehow why are you torturing me if so he feverishly mopped his forehead with his handkerchief i know something perhaps lemke parried dexterously but who is this kirillov an engineer who has lately come to the town he was stavrogin's second a maniac a madman your sub-lieutenant may really only be suffering from temporary delirium but kirillov is a thoroughgoing madman thoroughgoing that i guarantee ah andrey antonovitch if the government only knew what sort of people these conspirators all are they wouldn't have the heart to lay a finger on them every single one of them ought to be in an asylum i had a good look at them in switzerland and at the congresses from which they direct the movement here why who directs it three men and a half it makes one sick to think of them and what sort of movement is there here manifestos and what recruits have they made 
sub-lieutenants in brain fever and two or three students you are a sensible man answer this question why don't people of consequence join their ranks why are they all students and half-baked boys of twenty-two and not many of those i dare say there are thousands of bloodhounds on their track but have they tracked out many of them seven i tell you it makes one sick lemke listened with attention but with an expression that seemed to say you don't feed nightingales on fairy tales excuse me though you asserted that the letter was sent abroad but there's no address on it how do you come to know that it was addressed to mr kirillov and abroad too and and that it really was written by mr shatov why fetch some specimen of shatov's writing and compare it you must have some signature of his in your office as for its being addressed to kirillov it was kirillov himself showed it me at the time then you were yourself of course i was myself they showed me lots of things out there and as for this poem they say it was written by herzen to shatov when he was still wandering abroad in memory of their meeting so they say by way of praise and recommendation damn it all and shatov circulates it among the young people as much as to say this was herzen's opinion of me aha cried lemke feeling he had got to the bottom of it at last that's just what i was wondering one can understand the manifesto but what's the object of the poem of course you'd see it goodness knows why i've been babbling to you listen spare shatov for me and the rest may go to the devil even kirillov who is in hiding now shut up in filipov's house where shatov lodges too they don't like me because i've turned round but promise me shatov and i'll dish them all up for you i shall be of use andrey antonovitch i reckon nine or ten men make up the whole wretched lot i am keeping an eye on them myself on my own account we know of three already shatov kirillov and that sub-lieutenant the others i am only watching carefully though i am pretty sharp-sighted too it's the same over again as it was in the x province two students a schoolboy two noblemen of twenty a teacher and a half-pay major of sixty crazy with drink have been caught with manifestos that was all you can take my word for it that was all it was quite a surprise that that was all but i must have six days i have reckoned it out six days not less if you want to arrive at any result don't disturb them for six days and i can kill all the birds with one stone for you but if you flutter them before the birds will fly away but spare me shatov i speak for shatov the best plan would be to fetch him here secretly in a friendly way to your study and question him without disguising the facts i have no doubt he'll throw himself at your feet and burst into tears he is a highly strung and unfortunate fellow his wife is carrying on with stavrogin be kind to him and he will tell you everything but i must have six days and above all above all not a word to yulia mihailovna it's a secret may it be a secret what cried lemke opening wide his eyes do you mean to say you said nothing of this to yulia mihailovna to her heaven forbid eh andrey antonovitch you see i value her friendship and i have the highest respect for her and all the rest of it but i couldn't make such a blunder i don't contradict her for as you know yourself it's dangerous to contradict her i may have dropped a word to her for i know she likes that but to suppose that i mention names to her as i have to you or anything of that sort my good sir why am i appealing to you because you are a man anyway a serious person with old-fashioned firmness and experience in the service you've seen life 
you must know by heart every detail of such affairs i expect from what you've seen in petersburg but if i were to mention those two names for instance to her she'd stir up such a hubbub you know she would like to astonish petersburg no she's too hot-headed she really is yes she has something of that fougue andrey antonovitch muttered with some satisfaction though at the same time he resented this unmannerly fellow's daring to express himself rather freely about yulia mikhailovna but pyotr stepanovitch probably imagined that he had not gone far enough and that he must exert himself further to flatter lemke and make a complete conquest of him fougue is just it he assented she may be a woman of genius a literary woman but she would scare our sparrows she wouldn't be able to keep quiet for six hours let alone six days Ech, andrey antonovitch don't attempt to tie a woman down for six days you do admit that i have some experience in this sort of thing i mean i know something about it and you know that i may very well know something about it i am not asking for six days for fun but with an object i have heard lemke hesitated to utter his thought i have heard that on your return from abroad you made some expression as it were of repentance in the proper quarter well that's as it may be and of course i don't want to go into it but it has seemed to me all along that you've talked in quite a different style about the christian faith for instance about social institutions about the government even i've said lots of things no doubt i am saying them still but such ideas mustn't be applied as those fools do it that's the point what's the good of biting his superior's shoulder you agreed with me yourself only you said it was premature i didn't mean that when i agreed and said it was premature you weigh every word you utter though <laughs> you are a careful man pyotr stepanovitch observed gaily all of a sudden listen old friend i had to get to know you that's why i talked in my own style you were not the only one i get to know like that maybe i needed to find out your character what's my character to you how can i tell what it may be to me he laughed again you see my dear and highly respected andrey antonovitch you are cunning but it's not come to that yet and it certainly never will come to it you understand perhaps you do understand though i did make an explanation in the proper quarter when i came back from abroad and i really don't know why a man of certain convictions should not be able to work for the advancement of his sincere convictions but nobody there has yet instructed me to investigate your character and i've not undertaken any such job from them consider i need not have given those two names to you i might have gone straight there that is where i made my first explanations and if i'd been acting with a view to financial profit or my own interest in any way it would have been a bad speculation on my part for now they'll be grateful to you and not to me at headquarters i've done it solely for shatov's sake pyotr stepanovitch added generously for shatov's sake because of our old friendship but when you take up your pen to write to headquarters you may put in a word for me if you like i'll make no objection <laughs> adieu though i've stayed too long and there was no need to gossip so much he added with some amiability and he got up from the sofa on the contrary i am very glad that the position has been defined so to speak von lemke too got up and he too looked pleasant obviously affected by the last words i accept your services and acknowledge my obligation and you may be sure that anything i can do by way of reporting your zeal six days the great thing is to put it off for six days and that you shouldn't stir for those six days that's what i want so be it 
of course i don't tie your hands and shouldn't venture to you are bound to keep watch only don't flutter the nest too soon i rely on your sense and experience for that but i think you've plenty of bloodhounds and trackers of your own in reserve pyotr stepanovitch blurted out with the gaiety and irresponsibility of youth not quite so lemka parried amiably young people are apt to suppose that there is a great deal in the background but by the way allow me one little word if this kirillov was stavrogin's second then mr stavrogin too what about stavrogin i mean if they are such friends oh no 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 there you are quite out of it though you are cunning you really surprised me i thought that you had some information about it hm stavrogin it's quite the opposite quite avis au lecteur do you mean it and can it be so lemke articulated mistrustfully yulia mihailovna told me that from what she heard from petersburg he is a man acting on some sort of instructions so to speak i know nothing about it i know nothing absolutely nothing adieu avis au lecteur abruptly and obviously pyotr stepanovitch declined to discuss it he hurried to the door stay pyotr stepanovitch stay cried lemke one other tiny matter and i won't detain you he drew an envelope out of a table drawer here is a little specimen of the same kind of thing and i let you see it to show how completely i trust you here and tell me your opinion in the envelope was a letter a strange anonymous letter addressed to lemke and only received by him the day before with intense vexation pyotr stepanovitch read as follows your excellency for such you are by rank herewith i make known that there is an attempt to be made on the life of personages of general's rank and on the fatherland for it's working up straight for that i myself have been disseminating unceasingly for a number of years there's infidelity too there's a rebellion being got up and there are some thousands of manifestos and for every one of them there will be a hundred running with their tongues out unless they've been taken away beforehand by the police for they've been promised a mighty lot of benefits and the simple people are foolish and there's vodka too the people will attack one after another taking them to be guilty and fearing both sides i repent of what i had no share in my circumstances being what they are if you want information to save the fatherland and also the church and the icons i am the only one that can do it but only on condition that i get a pardon from the secret police by telegram at once me alone but the rest may answer for it put a candle every evening at seven o'clock in the porter's window for a signal seeing it i shall believe and come to kiss the merciful hand from petersburg but on condition there's a pension for me for else how am i to live you won't regret it for it will mean a star for you you must go secretly or they'll wring your neck your excellency's desperate servant falls at your feet signed repentant free thinker incognito von lemke explained that the letter had made its appearance in the porter's room when it was left empty the day before so what do you think pyotr stepanovitch asked almost rudely i think it's an anonymous skit by way of a hoax most likely it is there's no taking you in what makes me think that is that it's so stupid have you received such documents here before once or twice anonymous letters oh of course they wouldn't be signed in a different style in different handwritings yes and were they buffoonery like this one yes and you know very disgusting well if you had them before it must be the same thing now 
especially because it's so stupid because these people are educated and wouldn't write so stupidly of course of course but what if this is someone who really wants to turn informer it's not very likely pyotr stepanovitch rapped out dryly what does he mean by a telegram from the secret police and a pension it's obviously a hoax yes yes lemka added abashed i tell you what you leave this with me i can certainly find out for you before i track out the others take it lemka assented though with some hesitation have you shown it to anyone is it likely no not to yulia mihailovna oh heaven forbid and for god's sake don't you show it to her lemka cried in alarm she'll be so upset and will be dreadfully angry with me yes you'll be the first to catch it she'd say you brought it on yourself if people write like that to you i know what women's logic is well good-bye i dare say i shall bring you the writer in a couple of days or so above all our compact end of part two chapter six section three recording by expatriate in bangor maine